Hi everyone, Dr. Greg here, welcome back. So happy to have you here, start another year, here we go. This year is gonna be a little bit different. What we're going to do this year is lean into specific tools, tactics, strategies, and techniques that can help elevate your health and well-being and really make a difference in your life. I'm going to keep things pretty tight. I'm gonna keep things super research-oriented. Uh, a lot of this year will be me teaching because I'm just fascinated by human physiology and psychology and how I can help to make you better. We will have specific guests to help us along the journey, but we will be really doing the work this year. Actually, it's sort of like the theme of what I want this podcast to be about this year is just us doing the work, us doing the journaling, us doing the thinking, us asking the right questions, which really is what this session is all about. And the reason why I wanted to begin with asking the right questions is that when we set our dreams properly, they become inevitable. And it's sort of middle of January now, and I'm sure that many of you may have may have even moved on from whatever your New, Year, New Year's resolution was. Uh, so I want to take this moment just to do a little bit of a reset and make sure that we do go in the right direction. Because when we set the right dreams, we move in the right direction. When I was fortunate enough to commentate the 2010 Olympics, and it's a long time ago now, uh, in Vancouver, there was a very, in just an incredible moment, uh, difficult moment, obviously, with Petra Majdic early on. And she was warming up for her cross-country skiing race, one of the medal favorites, and she crashed during the warm-up. She fell, she slipped, she broke four ribs. She decided to race anyway. And you can just imagine what racing with four broken ribs must have been like. Like, oh my gosh, could that have been any more painful? And uh, she ended up going through the heats, went fast enough to get through another heat, then did the semifinal, and ultimately went on and raced the final. During the final, one of the ribs punctured her lung, her lung collapsed, she had a pneumothorax. Uh, and she ended up finishing in bronze medal position. Unbelievable. There's a, there's this iconic photograph of her on the medal podium. She refused to go to the hospital until she got her medal uh, with her. And she's standing there with her doctor and an ambulance tech. And then they immediately took her to the hospital and reattached the lung to the inside of her rib cage. And she was fine. And then, then she did a, a press conference a little while later. And because I had a press pass, I was there with CTV. Uh, I was able to go and, and listen and hear what she had to say. And she said something that completely changed my perspective on goal setting uh, as, you know, up to that point, I've been coaching athletes and all those sorts of things. And I've been, been an athlete and I'd set goals. But when they spoke to her, they said, Petra, you know, that was unbelievable what happened yesterday. So sorry. And perhaps you could tell us what was going on in your mind because that must have been so painful. And she looked at the person and said, you know, the pain that I went through yesterday was nothing compared to the pain, suffering, and sacrifice that I've gone through over the last 25 years training and racing to reach my dream. And I was like, that's different. Because normally in sports, we talk about reaching your goals, but she was talking about reaching your dreams. And I realized that that's just a bigger thought, right? It's thinking at a higher level. And of course, that resonates with what Martin Luther King said. He said, I have a dream. And so right now, at this stage of the game, I would love for you to consider, us, all of us here on this podcast listening, you might be walking, you might be driving, you might be just sitting and listening, with hope maybe with a notepad, I would ask you, what's your dream? And very specifically, I want you to think about your dream for this year, high level, whatever that happens to be, and to help you focus a little bit better 
What I've learned from Dr. Robin Hanley Defoe and another friend of mine, Phil Jones in New York, is that when we make decisions based on our emotions and our feelings, they are more powerful when it comes to creating behavior change. And so if we want to actually change our behaviors to reach our dreams, then the question that I have for you is, how do you want to feel? That is my first question. How do you want to feel this year? Because when we begin with how we want to feel, that then drives our behavior change and what we want to accomplish when it comes to our health and well-being and the things that we want to try to achieve in our lives this year. My daughter is a huge fan of Taylor Swift. We listen to a lot of Taylor Swift in the house. I think she's an incredible performer. I took a group of kids to go see that movie, uh, her concert movie, and it blew my mind. I know some people like her, some people don't, but she is the number one person uh, entertainer in the world right now, and her ability to perform is off the charts, absolutely fantastic. I happen to think she's a wonderful influence on my daughter and super psyched to have her as a role model. And in a recent interview, Taylor discussed how she got ready for the Eras tour, her current tour, and noted that she prepared by singing the entire set list for the shows while running on her treadmill every day for six months before the tour kicked off. And did we mention the set list has more than 40 songs? Like, wild. And this followed a special strength and conditioning program at her gym and an additional three months on dance lessons. She prepared for this tour like no other in order to give her fans a once-in-a-lifetime experience. She was clear on what she wanted to achieve. She was clear on the feeling that she wanted to have, pride, a feeling of confidence because she had done everything necessary to prepare to be able to perform at the level that she wanted to be able to perform at. Now, I'm not saying we need to run for three hours on the treadmill and sing songs while we are doing so. But what I am challenging you to do right now is to dream big, but act small. Dream big, but act small. So given the dream and how you want to feel this year, then the next question becomes, what are the four behaviors that will move you towards how you want to feel? What are the four behaviors that will move you towards how you want to feel? And when we're clear on what those behaviors are, this is how we lead into behavior change. This is how we actually make differences that stick. So we've got our big overarching dream, which focuses in on the emotions and feelings that we want to have. And now we're thinking about what are the behaviors that we want to feel? Sorry, what are the behaviors that we want to have that will move us towards how we want to feel? And the reason why I want you to choose four of them, and I want you to write them down, is because research shows that it takes 20 to 120 days for us to install a new habit. That's ballpark once every three months. You can install a new habit because the average of that is 66 days, but a little bit over two months. So let's give ourselves a little bit of grace there, three weeks, and that brings us up to three months. Therefore, we can probably install four new practices 
effectively in our lives in such a way that they stick for the entire year. So what are the four behaviors that will move you towards what you want to feel? And those four behaviors then go in the four quarters of the year. So you pick one for quarter one, January to March, one for quarter two, one for quarter three, one for quarter four, October, November, December, all the way through the year. Put those in your calendar. Put the reminders in there for right now, April 1st, July 1st, and October 1st. Is that right? January 1st, April 1st, July 1st, and then, yeah, October, uh, October 1st. I hope I got that right. If I didn't, then correct me in the comments section. And then we know exactly what it is that we're trying to do in terms of the practices and behaviors that we want to have to move us forwards towards where we want to go throughout the course of the year. The next thing we do to take that objective with regards to the behaviors that we want to have installed in our life in order to feel the way that we want to feel is to practice the three weekly wins. The three weekly wins are simply on Sunday night, you pick three things that you are going to do that week at a very high level with your complete focus and dedication as massive priorities that do not get displaced in order to be able to ensure that you are able to install the behaviors that you want to have. So in a quarter, there's about 12 weeks times three weekly wins leads us to 24 things that we will accomplish each quarter, moving us in the direction that we want to go. But we have now broken it down from the overarching dream into the feeling that we want to have, the behaviors that we want to install. And then the practice is every week on Sunday night, you decide what are the three things that you are going to do this week that count as wins and you allocate your attention, energy, and focus towards those specific things absolutely relentlessly. The next question that I have for you is what are your five whys? Why do you want this? And the reason why we want to know our why is because if you understand your true motivations, then you will be able to see what's holding you back and why you are or are not doing what you want to do to get to the behaviors and feelings that you want to install. Behaviors you want to install in order to achieve the feelings that you want to have. The five wise exercises you ask yourself, why do I want this dream? And you write an answer down and you, why do you want that? And why that? And why and why? So we are moving into depths of understanding our motivations. The first why will be relatively superficial. The second one, probably still relatively superficial. The third one, you're like, eh, that's a little bit hard to get to. And number four and number five, as you dive deep, will be like, oh, you'll probably get to some pretty interesting insights about what your true motivations really are. Like what's behind the actual motivations? Why are we doing this? And also it might be interesting for you to like, why have I not done this in the past? And being truly honest with yourself about that. This deconstruction, the five whys exercise is so powerful for unpacking your motivations, which is crucial to understand because now you will know your why, which leads you to the ability to understand that so that you can reinforce it, lean into it more and remind yourself that that is in fact your priority. This is super important for you. Your health is more important than your work, for example. 
because if you're not healthy, you can't work and on and on and on and on and on. We need to remind ourselves because the busyness of our lives will displace the importance of what we want to have in our lives. This actually helps you to unpack a little bit your identity because effective behavior change achievement of your goals really does depend upon you aligning your identity with what it is that you are trying to accomplish. For me, I'm an athlete. Growing up, I was a swimmer. Then I was a coach. Then I was a physiologist. Now I've done some expeditions. I've continued to do athletic events throughout the course of my life. When I am operating like an athlete, I generally perform at a very high level. I, my health improves. I'm infinitely happier. And when I lose my connection to that identity, things go off the rails. I do manage to still get things done, but it's, it's harder. And it requires more attention, energy, and effort. And sometimes it doesn't feel right. But when I reconnect the fact that my identity is that of an athlete, yours could be whatever you want, a parent, a mom, a dad, a friend, a carpenter, whatever, it, whatever yours, a consultant, anything that it happens to be, musician, drama, all of it, whatever. When you're clear about your identity, who are you? And then you align that with your dreams, then success becomes inevitable because you want to unleash that on the world. That's how we access our true potential. That's how we access our true health and well-being. That's how we ultimately achieve world class on a consistent basis. That's worth journaling about as well. That's worth deconstructing. That's worth making sure that you are absolutely clear on because then it just leads to so many easy decisions when you know who you are, what it is that you're actually trying to accomplish because then it becomes so obvious what brings you happiness. And that's my next question for you. What brings you happiness? Now, happiness, as we've learned from Dr. Jillian Mandich on this podcast, you can check that episode out. Happiness comes from external things. So what external things make you happy? We also then want to think about what brings you joy? Joy is internal. What internal things bring you joy? And another critical question here is what brings you energy? Because when you understand what brings you energy, then you have the fuel to go after the internal work that brings you joy and the external things that make you happy. And you can be radically honest with yourself about this. Whatever brings you happiness is what brings you happiness. That's okay. Whatever brings you joy, brings you joy. That's okay. Obviously, the more positive these things are, the more constructive, the more helpful that they are, the better, because we're making the world a better place at the same time. But we need to know what brings us happiness, external things, what brings you joy, internal things, and what brings you energy, what is your fuel for all of this. That gives you the opportunity to make some decisions around people, places, and pursuits which is the next series of questions. What are your places? What locations in your house, in your town, in your city, in your country, in the world, make you happy, joyful, and bring you energy? My places are, I love Nicaragua. It's hot. Love that beach. Love the people there. Love the food. Love the activities. We love that place as a family. I also love Revelstoke. It's a town in the middle of British Columbia with awesome skiing and outdoor activities in the summer. My family loves that place as well. 
I love working in Toronto, Canada, because I can access New York. I can access anywhere in the world very easily from there. And many of my contacts and colleagues live there. It's a very easy place for me to have a fabulous career. In my house, there's a red chair where I go to journal. There's the back deck, which I use to look over a park, which is a great place for me to do some phone calls. I've got a park nearby where I go and play with the kids. There's a little fitness set place downstairs where we go to do yoga and throw some weights around. Like there's lots of cool places in my home. I know what those places are when I go there when I need energy. So what are your places? Then of course, what are your pursuits? What is it that you love to do? So mountain biking, skiing, carpentry, playing music, listening to music, journaling, reading, cooking, whatever your pursuits are. That again, what are the pursuits that bring you happiness, joy, and energy? What are the what are the things that you do? If they happen to be connected to your work, that is absolutely spectacular. They don't have to be. We just want to be clear on what things do you do that bring you happiness, joy, and energy? Because when we're clear on the pursuits that we go after in our lives that bring us happiness, joy, and energy, that funnels us towards feeling a certain way, which then enables us to reach our dreams, which is what this is all about. And then the final piece of the puzzle here is what are, or sorry, who are your people? Who are the people that bring you happiness? Who are the people that bring you joy? Who are the people who bring you energy? And these can be broken down into a couple different ways, broken down in a couple of different ways. The first one is who is on your dream team. And that is, of course, the people in your personal life who elevate you, who challenge you, who support you and who love you, the people that make your life better and you make their life better as well. Of course, that by extension means you've got to remove some energy vampires from your life, and that's totally fine. Second part of this puzzle is who is in your brain trust? Who are the people who elevate you, who support you, who challenge you in your work and professional life? If you're younger and you're listening to this, this would be who are the people at your school or in your educational or your training that are going to elevate you, challenge you, who you can learn from, who you can support and be supported by. Who's on your dream team personally? Who's in your brain trust professionally? I like suggesting three to five people in each of those two different zones and then simply spending more time with them and spending as much time as possible with them. That's the game. That's going to, by extension, by association, through mirror neurons and loads of other factors, elevate your life because you're just going to be around people that are going in the right direction, the same direction as you, people that make your life better. Okay, that's a lot. Uh, Final piece of the puzzle is I'd like you to think ahead a little bit and imagine things turn out better than expected. Like just imagine if it all works out. Imagine if it all works out. Imagine if things turn out to be better than you experience. You feel the way that you want to feel even more often than you think you might be able to. How does that feel? Like, what does that say about you? And how are you celebrating? Visualizing positive outcomes is incredibly powerful. And having a clear vision of where it is that you want to go, revisiting that vision as often as possible will help you along your journey. So I've asked you a lot of questions, and it's only took 20 minutes, but Work your way through these questions. How do you want to feel 
dream big and act small. What are four behaviors that will move you toward how you want to feel? Make sure to practice those weekly wins, plan them out every Sunday night, determine what are your five whys that you know your motivation, be very, very clear on your identity, align your identity with your dreams and vice versa. Think about what brings you happiness externally, joy internally, and energy to fuel your activities. And then work your way through what are your places, what are your pursuits, and who are your people, your personal dream team, and your professional brain trust. And then finally, imagine if things turned out better than you expected. Wouldn't that be wild and crazy? All right, everyone. That's a lot of work. Do the journaling. Let me know. Post your answers at Dr. Greg Wells on social. Ping me on LinkedIn or Instagram. That's where I'm going to spend most of my time this year. And I will be super honored to hear about how you're doing. So that's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. More to come. Let me know what topics you want me to cover this year. And we will do many, many deep dives. Have a great week, everyone. Take care, all the best, and may you reach your dreams.